you're rocking the, the jet green right now. Adam Sandler. Right. Number one, you were Rich Eisen. The second movie, I see Brad Hirschberg <laughs> being your father. Dennis Miller. The autumn wind is caused by global warming. <laughs> Uh, a legend in the booth, Jim Brockmire. I do love watching Tebow play. I mm-hmm. gotta say, he just he combines all oh, the fiery leadership of Ray Lewis with the uh, with the throwing ability of Ray Lewis. <laughs> and uh... I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen. Welcome to the latest edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast, getting set to head off to New York City for 2012 National Football League Draft Week. I am your humble host, Rich Eisen, and uh, we have a, a full week in store for you in New York City on this podcast. A special New York City-based edition of the podcast is coming your way uh, midweek. Uh, Wednesday night at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time is the special prime time slot that they're giving the podcast this week, the night before the draft. Uh, one of the guests who's already confirmed, Seth Myers of Saturday Night Live, will be on the podcast as he's getting set to welcome Eli Manning into the midst to host that show in a couple of weeks from now. So Seth Myers will be joining us on the podcast, and uh, some other uh, guests are, are in the hopper. They have not yet agreed as we're currently sitting here. Uh, mere days before the draft and about to head off to New York City. But we've got an exciting week there as well. Also, uh, the mock draft, the NFL.com mock draft, in which Mike Mayock uh, plays the role of commissioner and then a host of us folk who you hopefully will watch uh, broadcast the draft once again on NFL Network. We take different teams, and eight of us rotate every now and then. Chris Law. The uh, podcast producer, you are producing that for NFL.com, are you not, sir? I am producing that. I'll be with you guys there. And uh, who, are, who are the folks who are involved in the mock draft? So I am I involved in the mock we draft. We have yourself. Yes. We have Charles Davis. We have Melissa Stark. Michael Lombardi. Michael Irvin. Yeah. Michael Lombardi. Right. Marshall Falk. Billick. Uh, Brian Billick. And, and Mooch. Steve Mariusz. And Mooch. Yes. And Mooch. And uh, one of those folks is here right now in Absolutely. person. My man. The voice of the 40-yard dash on NFL Network and also a guy who I cling to like a rock in a storm uh, during the draft week on NFL Network, Charles Davis. Good to see you, Charles. Great to see you, Rich. Always. You ready? Always. I'm, I'm ready. This is, this is the second most fun of the year. What's the first? Of course, the 40. Oh, <laughs> no, please. <laughs> but, 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 on, but, you know, you and I have been through it. That won't take up a lot of time, but that 40, as I've told you before, mm-hmm. and I think you've... You've you've started to see. I mean, you know, being able to people sending in the videos and right. all. It is a fun deal for everyone involved. It's just, it's just fun. Well, what took it to another level is the production crew with the simulcam. They all they all joined in. It was. I great. don't know if I'd still be running the forty if it wasn't for the simulcam. It's breathed new life into it. This and and, and you, you got win and you're in charge year. of the VO of the simulcam. And this year it just went to a new level. Who who was the name of the fellow who who fell? I forget. It was one of the. It was poor running back, right? Who fell? Yeah, who and, that's right. And he knocked over. He knocked over some of the electronic timing equipment just to add a little slapstick to the whole thing. It was, you got to win. And then, and then, uh, just seeing me zoom out of frame finally on somebody. <laughs> it was great. It, it was. It was a lot of fun. And I should mention, you could find the forty-yard dash video on my new blog page, richeisen.nfl.com, where you can also get a chance to appear on this podcast and the step in Rich's shoes. 
promotion, the the uh, person who uh, provides the most new subscribers to this podcast wins a, a, a seat on this podcast as well as the the forty yard dash shoes. Nice that I ran Very my six point oh three signed. Yeah, signed those yeah, bad boys. Sure, I'll do I that. like it. Why not? Um, so. The story of the draft is where Tannehill's going, right? Yes. Heading in, that's it. Yeah, to, Correct? To, 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 I, to come in uh, the I draft agree. week, it's where Tannehill goes. I agree totally because we got to figure out where the break point is because we often talk about where the break point of the draft is. In other words, we know where this guy's going, this guy's going, this guy's going. Those are no-brainers. Well, right. this year, it's one and two. Even if Indianapolis comes in and, and, surpri- and shocks everyone. No way. No way, right? We don't believe it. Right? We don't believe it, no. We, we think it's Andrew Luck, one. Right. Robert Griffin, a third, two. But even if they do... Once the roof comes off of Radio City, yeah. okay, well, and we announce the second pick, it's still Andrew Luck second. So we know those two are going. That's I think we done. should split screen them. How great! Would just that to be? get the reaction, because we- you know, <laughs> you know, just in case there's going to be, you know, RG three. There's going to be a little infant, like Michael Jordan point oh oh one percent chance. Mm-hmm. Where he's thinking, maybe I hear my name right now, and he will, he will, he will, he will be nauseous on the spot because he has already put yeah. himself in Washington he's D.C., in Washington, D. where he knows it's a perfect spot for him, not only professionally but also in that town. He will be the iconic oh, figure to use he's the, the one, he's the one they're go, he's the one they're going to right now. The folks in the D.C. area oh. are going to be so in love with RG three on the spot, and if somehow, some way. Oh. You know, in that, in that, to use the, uh, to use the, I guess, pop culture analogy, in that eighteen again or big sort of moment where they switch bodies, right? Oh, there's no chance of that. So then, so then comes three, and it's even though three. Jim Ursay's tweeting out, "Hey, go go visit Ziggy Wolf if you want to get Tannehill," which I then tweeted out, uh, "Who's the guy who, whose job is it in the Browns organization to let Holmgren know?" That Ursay's talking up the Vikings' <laughs> third overall spot on Twitter with the Browns right behind, him. like so. Hey, He's running hey, in, Mike. I know you're not on. I, I, I know you're not on Twitter, but but, uh, but on Twitter, <laughs> here it is. The owner of the Colts is talking up the draft stock of the Minnesota Vikings. Is that? I don't think that's the break point, right? Three is not the break point. We don't anticipate it being the break point. I think the Vikings have done a nice job of putting out just enough things to make you think that it could be the break point, right? In other words, two twofold. As as we've talked about, do you have to go to three if you really want Tannehill ahead of the Browns, or oh, man, will the Vikings up. not take Matt Khalil and change a little bit of the complexion? Because we think Matt Khalil, the offensive tackle from USC, would be the third guy. How, off the how board. Who, who would they go with if, if not they Khalil? decide if they decide to go offense and go playmakers? You've got Blackman? two choices. Blackman, Blackman out wide, because three? remember, Sidney Rice hasn't been adequately replaced out there. Correct. That's true. And then at running back, excuse me, then at cornerback, not running back, then you go back to defense, you go cornerback with Morris Claiborne. And you know, Rich, the back end of the Vikings has been they tough. Antoine help. Winfield's a terrific player, but he's been hurt l- l- lately. He's getting older. And who else back there do you trust? Robert Griffin's had his knee torn up twice. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who plays safety back how, there. How now. much would Patrick, how much does Patrick Peterson influence the choice of? Claiborne that high based on how you saw how he performed out of that conference it helps last year but here's where the difference is Patrick you're getting a, a, a dual shot you're getting the that's you're how he got to kick, Hawaii you're getting the correct you're getting a kick return he's the first team all pro kick returner mm-hmm. Morris Claiborne returned punts and had a 12 yard average in his career but you don't when was the last time any of us talked about Morris Claiborne as a kick return we, Patrick we Peterson we talked about it the whole time through so it's that's a, a tough third so, overall so, so I don't then. see that happening how do you not get somebody to protect 
Christian Ponder, right? I, I mean, if you, you, I if you, you are going to go, go with this young young guy, I'll this think, kid, yeah, it's a no brainer to me. Okay, so so let's uh, so four is the that's four not is the mock, point. Uh, we're sort of mock drafting. Yeah, right we now. are. Four is. I, I promised you that I said, hey, come I on, let's there. do a quick I podcast. I took us there. I'm no, 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 wired you that did. no, no. That's but that's the way when you talk about a draft, inevitably you sort of have to mock it because. And, and and the mock draft too gets thrown off ordinarily by trade. Like as I mentioned on a previous podcast, who in the who in the world thought that Tom, Thomas Dimitrov would hop up and go Julio Jones, right? right? Who in the world thought that the Jets were going to hop up and go Sanchez, Sanchez a few years ago, which totally threw every mock draft in the garbage right off the spot? But do the Browns do the Browns go Tannehill? I mean, let's put it this way then. Let me ask you this mm-hmm. question right now: Is Tannehill a top five quarterback? To me, no. I think many of my colleagues who I really trust like him a lot. And I'm talking about people who... Well, Billick is not that. Right. Billick threw out the word Jamarcus Russell. Russell I heard that. In regards to him that, recently. And and on path to the draft, mm-hmm. we're going to have a, a man who's a former player personnel director, Greg, Greg Gabriel, mm-hmm. who was with the Bears, mm-hmm. who says he wouldn't take him in the first round. He's not even a first rounder. That's what he says. See, so so you see where where there's a a varying degree of now there are guys that I really trust in this deal, Rich, who work for rival networks. Yes, who say they would take Tannehill in the top five. So <laughs> I wouldn't. I had him as a low one, second round guy going in. Right. To, to watch his ascension has been been interesting to me. I think he's a good football player. I think he, he could develop into being a – I know he can be a starting quarterback in the NFL, but when I watch him and what I, and what I saw, and I called a couple of his games, and I called some of his best games. Mm-hmm. I saw him throw six touchdown passes against Baylor and outduel Robert Griffin the third. But he also was one in five against top twenty-five I was about teams. To say, he also did, you know what, to the bet against Texas. And I don't, mean, and don't forget the Oklahoma State game with Brandon Whedon. Where they were up big, mm-hmm. and Brandon Whedon and his crew reeled them in and beat them mm-hmm. in, at Texas A&M, up big against Arkansas in a neutral field in Dallas. So this is this is not all his fault. I do I do want that out there. Okay. Not all T- Tannehill's fault. Some of that was play calling. I thought they tried to hold the ball a little bit too much, but that's a whole other story. So this is on Holmgren then, right yeah, now. This As is we his are call. currently sitting here, getting to New York City. This is now on on Mike Holmgren, or is it on Ireland? To pop up to the Make three the spot, that's a that's a hefty to go from eight to three. That's a large jump. That, that's that's going to cost one. him. A, that's going to cost him. Would it cost him a one next year to do that? I think so. Yes. And, and here's the other thing, Rich. Wow. You could roll the dice. That's a roll of the dice. Though. You know what you could do? You could roll the dice and talk to Cleveland at four. You could, but because the, the only question is who four. who else would hop up to three. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, let's if you if we're going to go with Ursay is where people the Chiefs hop up to three. No, that's no, a that's, big jump. I don't see Scott Pioli doing that. In fact, Scott Pioli's quote, if I read this correctly, was to move up like that would be irresponsible. Because it's, so I don't see you're him talk, doing that. Because it is a one for it's sure. One. There's no doubt it's a one did, and more. Yes, sir, did, Chris. Didn't Long. it cost three number ones for the Rams to or for the Redskins to move from six to two? So it's well, be a so one, right? we, yeah. well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're it's talking about going right, but but Tannehill's not RG three or Luck, but that but there'll be that one, was there'll, that. Be, there'll be at least a, there'll be a one in there. And to Les Snead and and um, Fisher's credit, they they made sure that trigger got pulled before Manning made yep. his decision. They got it done. I mean, there's so many, and and before Flynn went somewhere, and before other players were removed from that game. 
they went ahead and did it that quickly. But yeah, you'd have to. Th- well, certainly the Chiefs, and you'd have to think too that the that that the cost even from eight to four. It's it's it's, it's even it's from steep. eight to four. It's steep. And and, 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 and if, I'm, if I'm the Dolphins, man, if I'm the Dolphins, you need help in so many other places. So many places. And at this point in time, and I know the South Florida fans don't like it, Matt Moore and David Garrard can get you through the night in 2012 in a season where you might not make the playoffs anyway. But if, if those guys do, they're solid professionals, let's put it that way. They can catch fire. I mean, Garrard's done it before. Yes. I like what Matt Moore did. For for about a six-week stretch last season, Matt Moore was a top-ten quarterback in the yeah, league. He played awfully well, didn't he, for a guy that I would say is a career backup and should be a backup. Maybe so. And I like him. But you in know? 2012, he gets you through the night. Where did Andy Dalton get picked? Top Six, of the second, second round, round last year. Maybe there's a Brandon Whedon who can hop through if you really want to go, even though, I mean— you know, there, there, it, there are a few is guys. There, is there a rookie with an AARP card? Has there ever been a rookie who's been ARP before? <laughs> no. I shouldn't say that. Because no, because I mean, uh, what, what was the name of the D tackle that the, at Arizona? T- uh, Swan. Remember Eric Swan? Eric Swan. Eric Swan. Come, coming out of the semi, uh, Chris, the sem- Chris the semi- Chris Wanky. Chris Wanky. Now, Wanky was a fourth-round pick, if I remember yes, correctly. Yes, he was. No, but in terms of how old he was. Yeah. I think Chris Wanky was in Cocoon 2, wasn't he? <laughs> What, didn't it, he jump into the pool with Don Amici? And, he was he was in he? with the pods. He was in but, with but, the pods. But 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 the, but the, but the problem was Tony Welch didn't come out of. You know, uh, I mean that was. Look at you. You know, with, look without, at you without going her. with Raquel's uh, daughter, Tony Welch. Have, she, have we seen her since? She brought it. No, that's a problem. Well, I think didn't she disappear to whatever planet they went on? Right? She's yeah, an alien. And, she's and an she, alien. She, she took the contract literally, and she took Steve Gutenberg's <laughs> career. I think with her. Wait a minute. What he's not still drawing art somewhere in, in, in the in the in the apartment building. So so this is this is what we're talking about Thursday night. Yeah, right. I mean that's, this is what we're talking about Thursday huge. night because Trent Richardson's in this mix too. How high do you take somebody running back at that position? That's a that's a quandary too. Talk about six players, Rich. The the, the key six. Give me them. Claiborne, cornerback, LSU. Richardson, running back, Alabama. RG3, Andrew Luck, Mm -hmm. Matt Khalil, and the six would be uh, Justin Blackman. Justin Blackman. And you could throw Tannehill in that mix. Tannehill is is in the mix. He's the asterisk asterisk because he's not one of the top six kids that you're saying is is vital to get. But because he's a quarterback, in a quarterback needy league, does he become that guy? So how about this? If, if, If... Blackman is available for the Rams, mm-hmm. and they get him, mm-hmm. and they get what they got for RG three. Does Les Snead retire on the spot? If, if does I, he does he just vacation. hang him up? It's vacation time. It's if vacation he, time. If he if if the Rams trade out of that spot and still get one of the top playmakers in the draft, which is what they are desperately which is what they're need, desperate for. Does he retire on the spot? I mean, he could retire on the spot. He could. Because hey, God bless him, Les, who's been on this podcast, yeah. and when he was on the podcast, left big fat breadcrumbs for everyone to follow <laughs> because he, he did say three. He Right, Chris Law? Didn't he say three first-round picks? Yep. And then two days later, he got it. He got it, yep. Right, on this podcast. And you knew that was happening. He, that he left big fat breadcrumbs <laughs> for us to follow. Even with all that, even with all that, I, with all due respect, the executive of the year is John Elway right now for the bloodless coup that he pulled on the on Tebow Mania, and keeping all his draft picks, getting more. Uh, I mean, seriously, and getting Manning in the fold. I, well, I don't know how you top that, but 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 less would give him a run for their money if they get the playmaker by just sitting there at six. Anyway, let's just call it this way: you give Elway the executive of the year, and you give Less the rookie executive of the year, and you call it a day. You call it a day. 
called. And then everyone else, they, I don't and know what they're going to have to do. Second. You, uh, you, if you, they bring Tawny Welch back from whatever planet she's on. Now, if you bring her they, back, you win. You win. But you, other than that. You go that, directly other to jail. Than, other, than, pass go. other than that, we have nothing for you. <laughs> but it, it would be a big, big deal for him. And the other part for Les is I wouldn't be surprised if at six. Yes. If someone wanted to make a, a, a scenario with him about someone they really Tannehill? wanted, he could go. If oh, Tannehill's not, man, he could go oh, ahead and man, make a trade oh, down and still acquire more players. So, mm-hmm. so he's not totally out of this deal yet, where he could get more. But if he gets Blackman, if Blackman's for, for, sitting for there him, and they don't take great. him, I think that's a mistake. They've got That'd enough draft picks. How many more draft picks do you need? No, I, I know they that need they players. need a lot. They need a players, but that's. Let, let's be honest here. I mean, Bradford has been without a playmaker since he's come off the campus. Yep. Of Oklahoma. You want to know what it makes? I mean, that's what they were missing yeah. in that in that de facto playoff game at the end of the regular season or two years ago. They they didn't have they couldn't they couldn't stretch the field. Like he needs he needs he it, needs it, someone to throw it, it, And is Blackman because we're hearing all sorts of stuff that Floyd's better than Blackman, that maybe Floyd may yeah, be the you're best. Hearing all that. There's all that stuff. Um I'm, so, I'm, so I'm you're still a Blackman it. guy? I'm still a Blackman guy ahead of him. Uh, ahead of Floyd, a little bit cleaner for me. Uh, it's funny how I'm hearing all this Des Bryant stuff come in with Blackman because there was one time where Blackman got in a little bit of trouble because he'd gone to a Cowboys game and tickets were left and they were left by, by Des and you know old teammates. But I talked with Brandon Whedon about him and I just said, give me the, 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 the comparison. And Brandon didn't want He's like, I'm, I said, come on, just you know nothing. He goes, all right, here's the best way I can put it. Love Des. If we say we're going to throw the football at 5 o'clock, Des would be there at 5. If we're throwing at five, Justin is stretched and ready and shoes laced at five. That's it. That's the difference. There you have it. That's the difference. So yeah, I mean they gotta go. They gotta go in that direction. If he's sitting there at six, and if he's sitting there at six, like I said, that that that's a dream come true. Where does Richardson wind up? Do you think? I think that he either goes to Cleveland at four, <laughs> or yeah. Tampa at five, and if Blackman somehow is off the board, six to St. Louis. He's going in there somewhere. In he's there. going in there. He's going in there somewhere. He's that good. He would definitely good. use him at that position. It, it, even though you get look at everybody else, they're second, second, third round choices. I mean, it, think about it. Who are first round running backs that have been Adrian Peterson before he took a helmet to the knee and the whole thing blew up last year? Chris Johnson, right? The end of the first Matt round. Forte. Forte. That's right. Mm-hmm. Remember the Conference USA runners. We're still waiting on Ryan Matthews. No, yep. Sean, we're waiting on him. Last year, Ryan Williams, I think, was a second-round guy with first-round potential. Well, I mean, DeMarco Murray, DeMarco Murray was not a first. third-round third you know I mean? guy. So, I mean, Listen, running you know, backs I know the, come Jets, all over the Jets the are hoping Sean Green finds what we saw in the playoffs a couple of years ago yes. instead of tapping the top but, of his but, helmet a but lot. Everyone's looking for that running back, and you can find them everywhere. Everybody. Your Pro Bowl running back was an undrafted free agent out of Tennessee. There you go. the league in rushing two years How ago. How good is he, man? He's just a horse. But here's the thing, Rich. If he'd come out after his junior year, he's no less than a second-round pick. There you have it. That just that's tells you how, how that's, just, that's what happens. So uh, does Tannehill crack your top six? Not if I'm drafting. Does it? Does it happen, though? I think a move happens and he goes in the top six. I think someone comes up and gets him. Wow, I'm, I'm not so sold, I'm not sold that Cleveland takes him, although the Maybe, rumor I'm hearing is yeah. that Mike Holmgren likes him the best out of the crew at Cleveland, and, of course, he's the final decision maker. How about this one? How about this one? I'm, I'm going to mock it. I like I'm it. Let's do it. it. I'm going to mock it. I have, it, I, have, it. I have the Dolphins at eight, right, Chris Law? Yes, yes for the, Dolphins? the Dolphins at eight okay. in our mock draft. Does so he, a, he's got the Dolphins at eight? Got oh, you've got the prime eight. choice. Or, or do we trade in that thing? No, we okay. can't. <laughs> Here's how I think it's going to go. Luck, RG3, Khalil. Fort Cleveland. <sighs> Fort Cleveland. I think Cleveland's going to go defensive back. 
Okay, and that? go Claiborne. They're going to go Claiborne. Oh, I that'd think that's be what huge. they're going to do. I think that's what they're going to do because you got A.J. Green lighting it up. You got you got Roethlisberger finding Wallace. Mike Wallace, yep. Okay, at, at, at some point, somebody at wideout is going to catch Smith, the ball for Torrey a wide Smith receiver, runs. right, for, for the Ravens. Torrey Smith being one of them. They got Joe Hayden. You, they you got Joe Hayden. Or, I mean, just go ahead and do it. Go you ahead can't and have do enough it. DBs anymore. Go ahead and do it. Okay, even so though, even four. though, even though Holmgren and Shermer are going to have to sort of swallow in that, right? They want, they want toys. Remember, remember, I'm going to go that. Pick at I'm going to go that. Remember, okay. they've got to pick at 22 and again at 37. Right. So they've got options. I'm going to go that. I'm going to say five. I'm going to say Bay. five. Tampa Bay. They go. They go. Richardson. Okay. That makes sense because you give Josh Freeman another weapon after you've given him Carl Nixon. The I know they got Legarrette Blunt, but I, I wasn't too enamored Legarrette with what Blunt I saw. Can't stay on the field, Rich, when you want to throw the football. Who's running the ball in Cleveland though? Well, you've got Montario Hardesty that if you could, you're, hope, you're hoping to keep you, healthy. Second, third round picks. I don't. I don't take running backs that high. That's true. Yeah. I'm just not going to do that. They keep showing up. And then Les Snead sits there at six, and he does have Blackman sitting there. Yep. And that is where maybe the Dolphins figure they can move up just two spots. Now, 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 two spots, and Les gets some something else. He gets a two, right? Mm-hmm. He gets a two later on in the draft or something like that, or maybe next year. Listen, they and, can swap and, spots. and they just move. They just swap spots, and Six let's and get eight. something. Get something. Six he gets a little eight. something. He gets a little something for that. Because he's just only going down two Jacksonville's spots. Jacksonville's at seven. He knows. He knows. Right. Jacksonville's, Jacksonville's at, at seven, seven, and somebody was going to want to get this kid Fletcher Cox. Yep. So right. You got Fletcher. You hear that the Eagles want to hop up and get him at seven. Don't forget Melvin Ingram. That's right. I'm saying the Rams are sitting there. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe you still get Blackman at eight. You still get him at eight. Maybe. And you get more. And Jacksonville then Les Snead retires. See, Jackson, Jackson, retires. Jacksonville, need, Jacksonville needs a receiver desperately. They are your they are your wild card that if Blackman's yeah, sitting there at true. seven. Because Rich, what if you, the phone rings, though? What Rich, as long as you've been in the business, Philly? right? How many times have you seen Jacksonville try and get it right at receiver? Remember Reggie Williams from University of oh, Washington? Oh, gosh. Remember they decided that Matt Jones was going to be there, their That's receiving true. hope? You remember that oh, one? Yeah, yeah. Mike Sims Walker, who they cast away, then they brought back. They haven't gotten it right. With a bell cow receiver, do you, do you so think, so they might have to go there at Blackman at seven. That's what would scare you if you'd make the swap. If you really right. hipped on getting Blackman, but you know something? Mm. Guess what? They could make the move, and you don't get Blackman. You could make Michael Floyd at eight. Making a Floyd what, what, at eight. What do you think of the up, upside of Stephen Hill as the third wide receiver? Is he another Georgia Tech product like Calvin it, Johnson or Demarius Thomas? Or? Two, two he, different people. That's, he that's the thing. He looked great, though. but but two things to keep in mind: Calvin Johnson came out of Chan Gailey's offense. All right, so that's a different deal. Now he had Reggie Ball throwing him the football, who was about five foot nothing, like Rudy, mm-hmm. and it was hard <laughs> for Calvin. But it was much more of a throw type of a, of an offense, much more pro style. Paul Johnson is triple option, and when we ch- when we chuck it, we chuck it deep, and that's what Demarius Thomas came out of. And people are acting like Demarius came out of nowhere. We all knew he was hurt. He was dinged the first couple of years. Now we're starting to see that Stephen Hill's upside is, is is big league. And how much fun would it be for Paul Johnson to say, you know, when he goes into Holmes recruiting, yeah, y'all, you say I don't, you know, about throwing the ball. I got two first round receivers in the league. He will. He can be. And able he'll to use say the that. heck out I, of that. I'd be surprised because Hill, Hill Hill's got a shot at round. that. Yeah, because there's some, there's some down teams there. in the late rounds that need him. Houston at 26, depending on what goes ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati. Is looking for a complimentary receiver for AJ. AJ, AJ to AJ deal Green. with receivers right? with Cincinnati. How in the world do they not flip that first rounder mm-hmm. to Pittsburgh and go take Mike Wallace off of off your main competitor and just swallow hard and pay him the money and have Wallace and Green for Dalton? Oh my goodness! Get some other kids to run the football. How do you not do that? I know that's not in Mike Brown's supposed DNA, but wouldn't that be fun? Holy smokes! But and then you take again, him from your biggest 
rival, and you stick Mike Wallace in their face twice a year. Well, well, he as, remembers- as, as Ben tries to find, you know, yeah. tries to find uh, Antonio Brown. He tries to Emmanuel find, Sanders. yeah, Emmanuel Sanders, and and hopefully and, someone and else. Leave, Heath and you leave the Steelers in the lurch a week before the draft. They still have time, right? And they, have they still time. have time. You know what's fun about God, that? Wow. I, I love the way you propose that. Why not? Remember when we said Mike Brown would never do that thing with Carson Palmer? And he did it. He did it. Well, I mean, that took a while. That was the proverbial but offer remember, you can't refuse. I mean, seriously. like, But, but he did it. But so, you remember Mike Brown pretty I much, mean, that wasn't his M.O. That was like, it I was wonder like if he just has one the Raiders move practically put the head of Khartoum <laughs> in his bed. That's how unrefusable that offer was. The figurative football head of Khartoum was there. In the bed next to Mike Brown, woke up screaming and yelling with blood all over him. He had to make the deal make at that the deal. point. The Raiders put the head of the horse in his bed. Well, is, well, well, that's what happened. Was that like Madonna in, uh, in, in Dick Tracy playing the blank? Saying, there you go. Saying, nice. make the deal. There you go. Very make, good. Make the deal. There you go. I'm 80, telling you, man. 88 keys. Make the that's deal. What the, that's what the Bengals do right now. Wouldn't Flip that be that fun? First round. I know they're going to have to swallow hard and sit there and watch the Steelers pick a, a first rounder. Can they do that on draft night for us? Can they announce it then so I we can have know. that? I I think they have to do it. Or do it, they have to they do it have at a different to, time they frame? Do it. They've got to do it lickety split. they got to do it before gotta, we go into the yeah, ring? Yeah. Doesn't I think they've like, got to do it before we go to New York. Because that'll like change your mock. He wants Calvin Johnson money, though, and no one's – I mean, they trade him, then he doesn't sign. Hey, He's not getting Calvin Johnson money. Come on. Make the deal. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. That would be a fun one. But but they I think they're more as we know, they're more likely to have to go get one of these receivers in, in, in the and they have two picks in the first first round, seventeen and twenty one. I think Flip they take a big one of them I think they take Pittsburgh. a big I think they take a big and they take a little. I think they go with a lineman, a big guy Exciting. and a little. And uh last quick question, Whedon, is he a first rounder? Somebody hop up? Take him. Here's the only. Here's the scenario that keeps rattling through my head: is that Cleveland passes on Tannehill at four mm-hmm. and shocks us at twenty-two and takes Whedon. Maybe they do that, or some somebody's calling Bill Belichick. Uh, somebody's calling Bill Belichick late Thursday night. He's got two. He's got sitting there at thirty-one. Somebody's going to call him late, and he's going to get a he's going to get a first rounder in twenty thirteen. I'm telling you all, that's happening. It always happens. It always does happen. That's why it's funny when we do a mock draft and you have two picks for him in the first round. Yeah. Every mock draft you know, that we one of on our network, yeah. when we say, and at thirty-one, but we don't expect them to keep this pick. <laughs> we say it every time; it doesn't matter. Last piece of business that everybody keeps hitting me on: I have tried my damnedest to get the league to flat out tell all general managers and coaches you cannot call your prospects. No phones. You cannot call them That's because right. we because oh, it 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 cannibalizes the draft for a lot of viewers at home because you know the kid who's on the phone now clearly we could we could not cover not show it now i'm telling you uh we could sit in a chair uh, in a room with the folks at espn and say we're not doing it are you no we're not doing it and then so and then all and then we don't trust each other i mean let's be honest it's totally it's totally even though we're we're all colleagues (laughs) but how can you how can you trust it right how can you sit there and trust it you'd have both groups having the proverbial camera on each other this is this is like this is like the sean payton can't have contact with drew Brees. it's unenforceable yeah you're like you're like all right it's unenforceable you. you can only just take somebody at their word and but all the everybody I mentioned this to Charlie Casserly, Rich McKay, they all say that the teams must reserve the right to call the picks in essence to see if they are alive. Bingo. 
that they that I they have not been going. hospitalized, that they didn't wake up that morning and get a car crash, that they somehow and, uh, and but here's the here's here's my response to that, mm-hmm. and it, this has gone nowhere. My response to that is most of the kids are sitting in the green room. You'll see them. How many kids are coming this year? It's twenty six. Twenty six. There's thirty two first round. So. And, you know, and, and Gil Brandt's the one who's choosing this. So, you know, he's going to have probably, what, like an 80 to 85 percent accuracy He's going to be pretty good. Okay. There's going to probably be uh, – if, if there are five kids still sitting back there at the end of Thursday night, I'll be surprised. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, that that uh, if he's 80 to 85, let's even give him a 90 percent correct. You see the you kids see on stage. They're alive. Yeah. They're walking. They're breathing. They're healthy. Just the way that you saw them at the combine in their pro days and working out in private. And and the kids who aren't there, who get drafted in the first round, either we or ESPN has a camera at their home or Skype cameras on them, you know where the kids are. You know right. they're healthy. It would be fun. First round, Thursday night, band only. Friday, call they them to your heart's you content. Send a mariachi band to their house to welcome <laughs> them into the National Football League. But to me, like... That's I, so antiquated to say that you need to say that 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 they we need would, to basically the Abe Vigoda test. Can you fog up a mirror? Right. Basically, is the reason why they need to have that reserved. I, I have fought to all my podcast listeners. I fought this good fight. So did, by the way, I I believe some folks in management here have been fighting that too. And I think it would be ideal. I mean, in, in so to no avail. I don't care how we get it done. It's just way more fun waiting at home. To have the pick and not have the phone. Once the phone goes in, it changes the tenor of it, and there's no getting around it. It's a lot more fun. To, look, the Oscars, they don't phone in and tell them, tell them that I they're getting the you. award. Hey, Gwyneth, Gwyneth, hey, Gwyneth you're, you're about won. to, you're about so, to so win. make sure you're composed. Yeah, you're sitting there and you see no, all the we Oscars. see all the screens. Because, because if we have that, if we have that, if, if we have that, I, I, as, right. you, as you put it, because you mentioned earlier at the beginning of the podcast, Camera on lock, camera on RG3, just in case that pick goes up. How great well, is it? Well, it doesn't matter. You know why? Because Ursay's going to Because the phone's already up. done. To do what? Welcome to the Colts, kid. You know what I mean? Welcome to the Colts. Make that call after he leaves the stage. It'll still have the same resonance that the first person you speak to after you hug the commissioner is, is your coach. And then, or it's Deion Sanders on the stage for us, or, or Susie can, Colbert for, for then, the Worldwide then, League, or then, Aaron and then, Andrews. And then you, you know, can talk to your coach. Then you can talk to your coach. What's the big deal? And there is no talk big deal. Those guys there anyway. is no big deal. No. There it, is no big deal. And you're also cannibalizing the commissioner. Last year, Marcel Darius was getting up, putting on his jacket before the commissioner even walked out on the stage. And and so that's all that's all I'm trying to do. And one it's last one last thing on this. Last year. The biggest surprise of the first round was Jake Locker going to eight. And it wasn't because the Titans went off the board. Whoa, there was no camera on right. Jake Locker. He was in his house. Nobody put a camera on him because he, God bless him, had no idea. He could have been sitting there till late Friday night. He had no idea. We had no idea. He went right off the board so quickly. There was no camera on him. There was no Skype on him. We didn't see the phone in his hand with and Mike place, Munchak talking you, to and him. And you remember the reaction in the building? We were like, whoa. Remember that? It yes. wasn't just us. It was the reaction in the building. Because Ponder now was the built. same way, too. It happens. I mean, it, it, All right. it, well, what, and what kills us is we don't get the Samuel L. Jackson re- moment. Which is what? Remember the Oscars when he lost? To, to Martin Landau for Ed Wood. And then his reaction. And his reaction was, oh, yeah. blank. And it, it was classic I mean, because he was like, ah. I mean, we, all we I'm don't saying is I tried. I like Couldn't it. get it done. I still can't get the tuck rule out either. I've got no juice. I've no, got you, no juice. You, you've got no juice. Ju- I'm juiceless. I'm juiceless. But there's a lobby out there. Like, no like Joe Campbell had for all those years with smoking. It takes time, Rich. 
It takes time. Oh, we eventually got Joe Camel out, but it takes time. That makes that makes the old guard of the NFL the tobacco industry it, in this analogy, hey, took, which is time. not good. It took time. I need a whistleblower. You got that. Thank you, Charles. Thank you, I look Rich. forward to hanging with you. I in can't wait City. to see you there. This will be good. Charles Davis and everybody, again, on the Rich Eisen podcast this coming week, we'll have a special uh, show from New York City. Seth Myers of Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live will be one of my guests. The show will be airing on a special primetime uh, of 10.30 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday night. You can also go to uh, the blog page, richeisen.nfl.com. Last week we had three podcasts, three. One with Jay Moore, one with Aisha Tyler, and also one with all of uh, my, my gang, uh, Mooch and company, as we, uh, we enjoyed the release of the NFL schedule, which was, uh, which was phenomenal. Um, all of that is on the blog page. And... Um, and also go there to find out how you can win a spot on this podcast, the Step in Rich's Shoes promotion. Go there right now, richeisen.nfl.com. Chris, I shall see you in New York City, correct? We'll see you in New York, and make sure uh, for the Mock Draft podcast, we're going to post that. It'll be the entire, oh, that's right. entire unfiltered, about an hour and 20 minutes of these There guys. might be some bleeps. There might be a few bleeps in that, yes. But uh, it's a great behind-the-scenes look at at these guys going through the process and kind of having some fun with each other. so Yeah, because you're going to cut it up, the video, and put on NFL.com. We are, we are going to post the whole darn thing audio, exactly. every last word. Yep, so 32 individual videos of each team's pick, uh, and then the entire audio up on the blog. And we're going to tape some behind-the-scenes video with you as well. I'm going to venture even to say that putting up the entire audio of the mock draft is better than the sliced-up video that you're saying, except for the fact we do not see Melissa Stark on the audio <laughs> version. And she understands what I mean. We go way back. Exactly. We go way back. Uh, thank you, Chris Law. I shall see you in New York. And thanks, thanks, Charles. thanks, Charles Davis. Rich Eisen signing off. See you from Radio City. Stay listening, friends.